Hey guys, I'm Paul. And I'm Tiffany. And we are Paul and Tiffany. And we are happy to be here on Florida's beautiful Emerald Coast with Sure Thing Cigars, always representing Sure Thing Cigars, and uh, doing our podcast, which is really cool. Um, you know, it's fun. We have a whole list of different series that we're going to talk about, different uh, different things, both current events, non-current events. And part of the deal behind this podcast is we want to be able to talk more about the behind-the-scenes things. There's a million and a half podcasts you can visit out there that talk about, hey, we're smoking this cigar, and we're sitting here, and we're you know calling the blender of the cigar, etc. And... We encourage you to listen to it. Education is wonderful, especially when you're learning about cigars. I'm a cigar nerd. Tiffany is becoming a cigar nerd and is a qualified master tobacconista. A certified tobacconista. And so <laughs> it is, you know, it is one of those things that we we do nerd out about it. As much fun as we have and as all the silliness and stuff that we talk about, um, in the back of our head, uh, you know, all of that, you know, keeping up on the new stuff is there we promise but there's a whole bunch of places where you can learn about that but there's nowhere else in the world where you can learn about the curtain on shore thing at shore thing cigar uh located on florida's beautiful emerald coast yeah uh, taking a, a quick peek behind the curtain <laughs> <laughs> yes um some things you're going to want to see they're really cool they're very exciting and then some things you're going to sit there and just uh um scratch yeah. your head and kind of wonder how how we've made it how and why yeah how and 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 how um and so uh you know my mind's a bit distracted we're going to get into this podcast we're going to talk about the trade shows and how we do that as an industry now that is something that is completely off limits to consumers um so those of you that are consumers that are listening right now you're going to be able to get the the sure thing version (laughs) of the trade show experience very clear it is not similar to a lot of other stores versions so uh, if you're thinking this is how everyone does it, then you'd be mistaken, which is fine. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about that. But we were sitting here and we were just talking about um, all the uh, the different movies and stuff that are coming out recently. I think the uh, you know with the the, the COVID nineteen and everything going on, it's definitely Netflix season. <laughs> you know, it's movie watching season, and I mean it. Uh, you know, Tiffany is an avid runner. A new runner a new avid runner yes i'm trying to be a dedicated runner yes and so um you know she's doing that i love my pellet or peloton (laughs) that that you know i like to ride and things like that so i mean trying to stay active you know it, it it does take a little bit of a little bit of motivation a little bit of encouragement but it is Netflix season, and so we were sitting here talking about a couple of the, a couple of movies that are out and about, and talking about some of the numbers. And goodness gracious, I mean, if I could get into um, movie investing, I think that anything Disney related would be amazing. I think you know we were just talking about Shrek, Shrek, and Shrek Two, one. yeah. And uh, you know, it's it, it's funny. You know, you always think about you know people say that the sequels to movies aren't necessarily as as good, or they're not as Profitable, profitable, yeah, or anything like that. And, uh, you know, we looked at Shrek and it was 300 something million. And what was Shrek 2? Nine. 900 something million. Yeah. And um, so it's just amazing. You know, we're, we, um, we look at that stuff. As a business owner, I'm always looking at those kind of things, which I think are cool. <laughs> so the trade show, there, there's two trade shows that we go to um, every year. Um, and uh, I'm not going to say that one is better than another. They each have different experiences to offer. Yes. And the two that we're talking about, 
uh, is the TPE show, and that's usually at the end of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one this year is at the end of January. Uh, and then there's the IPCPR or the PCA trade show. They change their name and organization and their tax shelter every three years. And so, or I'm <laughs> sorry, maybe I wasn't allowed to say that. They uh, they change their uh, I'll say it. They change their tax shelter every three years. <laughs> and so, um, you know, they they you know, it's just they just dig in the alphabet soup there, and I guess try to figure out what they're going to call it. But this right now, this season of uh, of tax evasion is PCA. And so um, we've got the um, the TPE event, and Tiffany and I go out to that one. It's in January. Uh, that has been in Las Vegas. The IPCPR uh, events, the PCA events, you know, I've been to a few. I know they've been in Miami. They've been in New Orleans. They've been in Vegas. I think they were in Nashville one year. I think. I don't know if that's correct or not. I'm sure someone will comment about that. But, um, and so... Um, it's always, you know, I always like it because it's in fun towns. Let's talk about the general sense of it. You know, it's hosted in Las Vegas, um, America's playground. Yes, Sin City. Your and, eyes um, twinkling. My eye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tell them about the twinkle. Uh, the twinkle happens uh, anytime that Las Vegas is thought of, uh, <laughs> spoken about, brought up in any way. Paul gets the twinkle. Yeah, I do. Is it there? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I yeah. Can, ah, I'm getting warm. I can feel it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and so, <laughs> it's okay. So, we're out in Las Vegas, which is great. It's my favorite city in the entire world, besides the one here on Florida's beautiful Emerald Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we can refer to this as a city. Okay, yeah, you're right. Um, a puddle. Yeah, this, this farm town on the beach. And so, we, uh, is that bad? No. That's true. Yeah, I think it's fairly true. So, anyways, so we're out in Las Vegas, and I think that uh, you know both shows are you know um, same but different. Right. In that you've got the TPE event; it's in January. You've got the PCA event; that's in July. And so, you know, you come out the in Vegas in January can have gorgeous, gorgeous days. I mean, we were out yeah. there this past time. Um, you know, there was a day that, you know, uh, Tiffany went off, did her thing. I went off, did my thing. It was like 75 and sunny out there. No humidity. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. Um, you couldn't ask for a prettier day. And so it, um, you know, we were able to enjoy that part of it in January, but at that TPE event the year before that we were in, in, we didn't take winter coats to Las Vegas. That was my first time in Vegas. Ever. Ever. In the history of ever. That was my first time. And it was in February. And it was so cold. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can remember them saying on the flight, you know, like, uh, you know, just before we land, and, and they're kind of filling us in on the weather and, and all that good stuff. And they were like, talking about gusts of wind up to like <laughs> 60 miles an hour. And I was like, what? Yeah. It the was so hurricane. dry. Everything was like, I was getting shocked by everything. That I oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Every door handle, every piece of metal that was... And there's carpet everywhere. Yeah. Uh, My hair was... You know what? For the most part, my hair in Vegas does look amazing. But that year, the first year, it was just like... There was so much static electricity all over everything. It was so dry and... I mean, everyone, you know, Tiffany had pointed out, you know, when we were out there that... Everyone, I mean, first off, everyone's dressed up, which is one of the cool things about Vegas. I mean, it is a fashion town. And so... Um, 
But everyone's hair, everyone looks amazing yeah, in Vegas. It's because there's no humidity. No humidity at all. So, I mean, even Their as a guy, run. I don't wear the makeup part of it, but I can tell you that even as a guy, you know, when I do my hair, uh, I'll do my hair. <laughs> and, um, and I check my nails. <laughs> uh, you know, when I look at those times, it's like, you know, you walk, and you've got to walk forever in right. Vegas. I mean, you put so many miles on, you know, uh, you know, when you're walking in Vegas. But, I mean, you can you can get dressed to impress, do your hair, do all that stuff, walk down, get in a cab, go wherever, and, and do your thing, and come out, and you still look exactly, right. like, you still look perfect. Whereas yeah. here, you do your hair, you walk out the door to your truck, and by the time you get out there, your shirt's wet, you're sweating, your forehead's all shiny, your hair is matted down. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous yeah. because of how humid it is here. Yeah. It really, I, uh, <clears throat> I guess I haven't, you know, really experienced dry, you know, climate in such a long time maybe as a child but yeah that was truly my first experience with you know a lack of humidity and um i have to say i'm, I'm a little envious and there's i think there's fewer allergies out there because the air is not hanging around more there is a breeze anyway so we're out there and in january or when we were there in february it's super windy God. and tiffany i didn't even wear my outfits that i brought like i had i, I just like <laughs> <laughs> I wore long johns the entire time underneath my suit. It was so cold. And Tiffany's always, you know, looking looking wonderful, you know, heels, dress, skirt, you know, all that kind of thing. And yeah, you're right. The whole time you were out there, it was like we were like in pants, like jeans, yeah. like uh like like your bike, what do you call them? Yoga pants, biker pants, whatever. Like yeah, that. yoga pants. And, oh yeah, uh, those like leathery Yeah, shiny leather ones. ones. Yeah. Spanx. And uh yeah. <laughs> Thanks for saying that. <laughs> And so, um, we, and that's not Spanx. Yeah, they're Spanx. It's the brand. The leather pants? Yeah, the brand is Spanx. Oh. They're doing things that you can wear you know, on the outside mm. also now. Well, my man Spanx are strictly for inside wear. <laughs> <laughs> Undergarment use. But they do keep my muffin top where it needs to be. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're out there dressed to impress, right? And this is Tiffany's first time in Las Vegas, and... If you're ever going to go to Las Vegas for the first time, I have one bit of advice, <laughs> and that is invite Big Papa. <laughs> the Paul Copeland experience. The the Paul Copeland experience, um, you know, and uh, whew, I'll tell you what, we, you know, when I go when I when I do Vegas, I always do it big. I think you have to. Yeah. I mean, it, it, Vegas is an escape of reality. It truly is. I mean, you've got people out there. I mean, not just. Not just for, uh, you know, for the Elvis impersonators and the people, you know, in the shows and everything else, but for the, uh, for the visitors, for the tourists to Las Vegas, it's an escape from reality because you get to go out there, you get to get dressed up. We never get uh, dressed up here is putting on closed toed shoes. Yeah, it's wearing uh, something other than linen pants. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, <laughs> which I have on right now. And so, um, you know, you get to go out there, you get to get dressed up, um, you know, for the awards show part of it, for that part of it, you know, we have, uh, you know, we have someone come in, come in and does, does Tiffany's hair and does her makeup and everything. My girl. What's her name? Nicole. Nicole. She's Big shout amazing. out to Nicole. Oh yeah. And she is terrific. She drank champagne with us last time when she was doing it. She did. Well, the first time we met her, she was pregnant. Oh yeah. Yep. That's right. Yep. And, uh, she's super cool. And, um, so she came out and took care of all of Tiffany's stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
you know, looks great, but you know, we go and it's this escape from reality. The very first thing we do in Las Vegas, we land, we put our stuff away, and we head to Casa Fuente. That's the first thing that we do. Is it not? Not the champagne toast on a limousine. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Tell them about how big that limousine is. <laughs> it's huge. I mean, I don't even know what uh, what mm-hmm. that is. I don't know what they're... It's what a stretch they're. Escalade. Oh, okay. There it is, people. A stretch Escalade. Yeah, on dubs. Yeah. <laughs> Do people still say dubs? I don't really know what dubs are. Dubs are 22s. Like I- dub, like two... Yeah, two and two. Yeah, two and two. Dubs. Is that like the size of the wheel? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, yeah. So we we get out to this uh, stretch Escalade, um, and uh, and there's champagne. There's you know the gentleman there to who actually meets us inside and takes our bags for us, uh, and then it puts our bags in the vehicle. We get in the vehicle. He shows us how to work all the stuff, even though Paul already knows how to work all the stuff. I think my phone was still connected to it last time I went out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then he pours us the champagne. and Which is great. We get in, and or he gets in, and, and then we roll out. Uh, riding dirty. Always, <laughs> always by Chameleonaire there, and that's a that's a throwback for you kids. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the post-landing yeah. playlist. Oh, yeah. Um, a lot a of Lizzo. One. Yeah, Black Eyed Peas are always one of my faves. <sighs> a lot of we Nickelback. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Killers. Did you, by the way, oh, yeah, The Killers are from Vegas, which I, which was new info to me. I learned. I told you about per, that. I thought that uh, my hairdresser and makeup artist told me about that. Oh, and that's I, right. And then we talked about that's it. That's right. Yeah. I think I was in there. Yes. That's right, because we were talking about the killers thing on Fremont Street, mm-hmm. and then she was like, oh, yeah, the killers are from Vegas. Oh, yeah. Let me just say, as far as one of my favorite... I mean, I've been to Vegas now three times. Once was for 18 hours. Yeah. Uh, but the first time <laughs> that I went for the TPE trade show last year, um, my favorite memory, I think, has to be when we went to Fremont Street. Fremont Street. Fremont. Freed... Mm. Or free. 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 <laughs> like freedom. Freedom. Fremont Street. Yeah. And um, it was in the evening. It was dark. Oh, yeah. And there were people everywhere. There were more people on that street than there are in the entire county here and surrounding counties. Okay. Um, and we had dinner. We had dinner. At Hugo's Cellar. Yes, which was amazing. And um, And then we went out there, and it was just like... Magical. There were so many people. There were all these artists, you know, street artists just doing their thing. And people of every country, nationality, yes. age, race, you know, Such income diversity. level. It was very cool. Yes. And um, and The Killers, who is definitely one of my favorite artists, um, was, you know, playing, not there live, but they had The Killers music playing. And then on the ceiling of this... Uh, street. Contra- yeah, contraption. And there, there was, you know, um, Mr. Brightside music yes. video playing on the ceiling of this. And it was just like, it was amazing. It was, it was Super so cool. cool. Yeah. I just, you know, just, I, I can remember just looking around, looking at all the people, watching the screen and just being in awe. And, you know, that was my favorite. I love Vegas. Yeah. So we go out to Vegas. We do this thing. We, you know, we have a, you know, we have our routine. We, you know, we build in some stray time. Uh, Tiffany and I played some beer pong out there. We did. Which she lost. I did. 
which is very rare, apparently. I, she I does talk a lot talking. of shit when it comes to beer pong. <laughs> I typically don't intend to talk. I don't talk shit. Darts. I love darts. Let's beer not give pong. away my trade secrets okay. here. And so, <laughs> and so she's amazing at all these things. And uh, But anyways, so we, we have time that we can get off the beaten path a little bit, do all these things, and have a great time. What you haven't heard us talk about <laughs> is freaking and geeking out at the trade show. Oh, yes. For probably, what would you say, eight weeks before the show? Mm-hmm. Starting at about eight weeks before the show, Tiffany and I begin number crunching. Crushing or crunching? Crunching, I think. Crunching. Number crunching. And, you know, we you know, with our with our office system, our point of sale system, everything else, we're looking at uh, how many cigars we have in stock, how many boxes we have in stock, what the prices were we paid for them. Uh, we're looking at average cigars p- sold of, you know, at every single SKU we have. Uh, meaning if we have an Avo XO and we have four sizes of it, we're not only looking at, okay, well, Avo XO sold this many. We're looking at every size, what every one of them did, how many we ordered that year, what our average sale per week is of that one cigar, what it averages out to as far as a uh, an annual sale, how it goes into six months, you know, what you know, all of these numbers averaged out and everything. And then we get the price sheets, you know, from our distributors and from our wholesalers and reps. And we're able to start putting those formulas that we've created in an Excel sheet that I've created in an Excel sheet that are proprietary proprietary to our business um, in with those uh, deals. And again, you know, that's that's eight weeks. So now maybe we're five weeks out and or four weeks out and we start getting the deal sheets. So now we're starting to apply all of those formulas and data to uh, the uh, buy sheets to the sales sheets to the discount sheets whatever for the show and um you know we can go from there and then kind of three weeks two weeks out we finalize our order a week out it's all uh double checked and everything it's sent to our friends at ups here in Inlet beach and um everything's printed off uh three or four days before we take off print it uh, off on what print it off on cardstock in color <laughs> with our logo behind it our information, Very our account important. information, everything is perfect. Yeah. And then three or four days before that, they go into black sealed envelopes, matte black sealed uh, full-size envelopes. Yeah. Um, and then they're uh, sealed with the sure thing decal. Yeah. And marked for each vendor. Everything's it, branded. Everything is branded. <clears throat> the font, the colors, the logo. Everything. Yeah. And so... Uh, and uh, before we go out, I have gotten with Tiffany, I've gotten with the cigar reps, I've gotten with everyone, and I've set up all the dinners, I've set up the lunches, I've set up the activities, I've set up the limos, I've set up the fl- you know all the flights, the hotels, everything is set up, and that's on a document, a dossier for the trip. And so, um, you know, when, when you do those things, well, I, I don't want to get ahead. So, so then we walk into the trade show. Yes. Oh, yes. Now, when the trade show floor opens at 10 o'clock on, say, it's Monday, uh, Tiffany and I are no, nowhere to be found. <laughs> we are not there. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, we're at, she's over in the women's area at the uh, spa, at the Encore. The Encore. And I am, you know, 
And usually I'm working out or something. <laughs> <laughs> Slash in the men's area. And um, so, you know, we do that. We finish up around 1230 or 1. And there's a wonderful sushi place at the Encore. My fave. Now, keep in mind, everyone has been up since 8 a.m. They've been at the whatever breakfast about whatever regulations everyone's going to cry about lanyards. but they can't fix. They're walking around with their lanyards, <laughs> their suitcases, yeah. their backpacks. They're, they've got all their stuff with them. Yeah, their they've, samples. They've got, you know, they're, they're bringing extra bags to get samples, yeah. uh, you know, because there's a lot of retailers that come back and put those samples out in a bin and sell them for five bucks, which is the most unethical thing you could do. Yeah. You know, there's these starving artists, if you will, of these in the tobacco industry that are trying to get samples in these guys' hands, hoping that that is going to turn into a dream of you know their product being in their store and these guys have taken it back taken the bands off of it and sold it for five bucks ridiculous yeah and so and so uh again we haven't hit the floor yet show ends at five we go in there at about two thirty or three o'clock mm-hmm. no bags no no lanyard no and um we uh, usually bring a cigar, a premium cigar, um, most likely a Davidoff. Most likely. And we light that up as soon as we walk on the convention floor. We walk to the different booths, and we hand our reps the envelope. Um, there have been some reps. I know that KD from Drew Estate actually brings a pair of white gloves so that when I hand the envelope to him, he puts those on and then receives the envelope. And we always take a picture of that. Um, and we drop off all the envelopes. And, you know, some guys try to give us some samples. Sometimes we take them. Sometimes we don't. And um, it's, all right, cool. You know, we'll check out a couple of the new vendors, check out some new things. Usually Tiffany has a project of trying to bring a new line in and, and uh, explore that. You want to talk about that? Should we talk about that? Go ahead. <clears throat> I don't think that we need to use any names. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> Unless you want to. Uh, I mean, I don't, we don't need any drama or controversy. No names, but tell them what happened. <laughs> well, tell them about the project first and yes, then tell them what of happened. Uh, so, Paul, um, leading up to the trade show, um, my first trade show, uh, I was pretty new in my general manager uh, position. And, you know, it is a business trip. It is work, and, and it does need to be... There's a lot of fun involved. Um, you know, we get to do a lot of um, extracurricular activities. However, there needs to be, right? Oh, there yeah. needs to be a, um, a structure, a game plan, and, and you know, a business mind uh, added into this. So Paul gives me a, a project, a proposition. Um, Don't say proposition. <laughs> we can't be talking about Vegas and getting propositioned at the same time. <laughs> Why? Well, propositioning, anyways, <laughs> go ahead. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> I have a project. Um, the project is to um, get out to Vegas, get to the trade show, and spend my time on the floor, um, you know, meeting new, um, looking into new cigar brands, looking into new products that are available, something that we've never carried before, um, looking at the numbers, looking at um, at everything. And... I got to choose um, my. I got to choose this product that we were going to bring into the store, um, and I had to sell it. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so I mean, we're looking at you know we're just doing a you know a basic business exercise of here's your budget. You've got this to spend. Right. What do you think you can make? How fast do you think it's going to sell? Because in retail, it's all about not turnover as far as employees, but turnover as far as. Uh, product. So right. you're looking at, you know, how long, all that kind of stuff, the business sense of it. Right. But the other stipulation that I put on Tiffany was that I wanted it to be a boutique type cigar company. Well, at first I thought it was, we could do, it could be anything. Maybe it, it could be anything. a product. Maybe it could it be anything. like, oh know, yeah, that's right. Remember, it that's could right. be yeah, like, it could be like an ashtray. Right. Or, yeah, an ashtray, cutter, lighter, you know, whatever. Um, humidification system. Right. Um, you know, just kind of, the the world is my oyster. And so we went in and I shopped around, um, you know, went to all the booths. And I came, I think it was actually the first one that we stopped at. Yes. Was what I ended up coming back to because I just loved this product. It was a, a boutique cigar line. And you had had the product before. Right. I had, uh, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and I loved everything about it. I loved the the cigars the I love the tobacco I love the branding I love the label the band the logo everything everything super it was cool beautiful the colors of everything yeah were very Tiffany a little feminine but mm-hmm. but still you know something that I, I thought everybody would enjoy yeah very uh, metro I, yeah and I thought I would look great in the humidor you know um and so I you know got the pricing sheet I did all the math I looked at the budget and I made it work. Now, <laughs> great job. Yeah, and it did work, and, and did. people love yes. the cigar. Absolutely. Um, you know, I am a fantastic salesperson. Uh, our staff uh, also, you know, played a played a hand in that. Um, and so, none of those things were the issue. The product was great. It sold very well. The customers enjoyed it. Some of our locker owners to this day still ask about it. Um, they still have a, <clears throat> a couple of boxes that. Um, you know they're they're slowly dwindling down on, um, and so the issue. And now let me preface this because <laughs> this is not just an issue related to this cigar company or this man Specific person yeah. or any of that kind of stuff. This is an issue that is in the industry. The industry, and um, I think it's something we should do a podcast on. We absolutely should. So go light on this. Okay. Um, so I initially, you know, first coming into the floor that day and, and coming up to this booth, I, um, met the founder, the creator of this cigar brand and uh, you knew him already. I already had a relationship with him. Yes. And, uh, and so, you know, of course he, he shook my hand and, and, you know, nice to meet you. Um, and that was kind of it. And then... We did our thing, shopped around the whole, you know, trade show, um, came back to his product. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to, you know, get some, some questions answered, get some more information um, about this product. And, and I think you even said, I think that we have picked you yeah. as our new product. Yeah, we want to bring you into Shore Thing Cigars. Right. Um, and I personally want to bring you into Shore Thing Cigars. And and as far as vendors go, there's a line that wraps around the building for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyway, this gentleman um, <laughs> did not look me in the eye at all. Uh-uh. He, he, you know, I would say, hey, this. And then he would look at you 
and answer my questions or he would look at you as if you were the one having the conversation with him as if you were the one that was bringing him in right and i was just this person there i was like a third party you know like a scribe <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh i just remember feeling like it was very it was very apparent it was very obvious yeah um but at the end of the day, I still went with his product because I just really liked it so much. Um, and thinking, you know, maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe he was intimidated by me. <laughs> you know? I am. I I'm know. sitting across from me right now. I'm I very don't intimidated. Know. And it was just, um, it was a little demeaning and it was just a little, ra- it rattled. It was very me. demeaning. It was, yeah. Let me, I'm just trying to tiptoe, but. Very demeaning. At the end of the day, I continued to think about it for the rest of the day, for the rest of the time, and it was very demeaning. Uh, but with that being said, I still moved forward, still went with his product, hoping that maybe um, things would change, that maybe you know he just needed to get to know me or needed to see what I could do or whatever the case was. And we brought the cigars in. We got the cigars in. Um, I set everything up in our POS system. They sold great. I briefed the, yeah, briefed the staff, um, and because the guy also would not give us samples for the staff. He would not. I mean, he just didn't. It's absurd. He didn't respond to my emails. Ridiculous. Um, it, it was. It was just very um, blatant that he either, you know, didn't take me seriously or didn't care enough about what I had to say. Um, but he was, you know, all eye contact to you, all words to you, all conversation right. directed at you. It was just a very... Um, very hurtful thing. We should talk about that on another podcast. We should. Talk about women in the cigar industry. Oh, yes. I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. So, you know, we go out there and we drop off all of our envelopes. We drop off our orders. And now one of the things that I love to do is sit there with Tiffany and light up a cigar and watch everyone freaking out. Guys go out to this. Guys and gals go out to this thing. Cigar shop owners go out to this thing having to sit there with their laptop open, their iPads open, their binder full of old invoices and all this stuff. They're on the phone talking to their manager or their son or daughter, whoever that's at their shops and, Hey, do we have, how many boxes of this do we have? Hey, you know, is this selling? Okay. And you know, it's just, it's, it's dumb. (laughs) I mean, I wish I could say it a different way, but people, this is not a hobby. This is a business, right? This is not a, yeah, we're going to go. Now this is what people think of us. Hey, we're going to go out to Vegas and have a good time and go to the shop. But we do it, we take care of what needs done first. Right. So that we can take the time to relax. And these other, these, you know, the other people, they go out there and they drink all night and they do this and that. And then they come and they're just sweating and, and worn out and just <laughs> flustered and bamboozled. Right. And, and going around and they're there from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the show for four straight days gathering samples to sell. Um, trying to get as much free stuff as possible and having no clue what's in their store or what they want to order or what's going on. And it's the most inefficient um, thing that I get to see all year. One of the most inefficient things I get to see all year. And I mean, it's, it is, uh, it's ridiculous. So, you know, I think people laugh and they think, okay, well, Tiffany and I are the problem children. Which we have been named before. And many times. Okay. <laughs> and so, you know, it's like, oh, there's the problem, children. They don't care. No, here's the difference between me and you, homie, is that I've got the stuff. We've got the stuff. 
researched, printed, done, mathematically calculated. Yeah. And branded. Branded and perfect. <laughs> and everyone walks away. Our reps call us that night and they're like, thank you so much. Man, I was sitting with this one guy from wherever and I was with him for, you know, we have the, because they block off appointments in hour blocks. We don't even schedule appointments because it takes us two minutes to drop our stuff I was off. Say, are we even there for an hour? No. <laughs> and so, you know. That's we, not true. We, we do try to spend time and make our rounds and see everybody. We might be there for 45 to 60 minutes. <laughs> multiple days. <laughs> and so, you know, we 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 want to make sure that that we have respect for the cigar reps time and the company's time and we have respect for our time. Because it's not just the going out to dinners and things like that. What that allows us to do is it allows us to build the relationships with these cigar uh these cigar manufacturers with their reps, with the people higher up in their company. Um it allows us to have those opportunities. And um, well, it also makes their job easier. Yes, it makes their life easier. It makes their experience with us easier. And I can tell you something from personal experience: if if those other people are spending ninety minutes sitting down with these cigar reps trying to get a free this or a free lighter or whatever it is, and the cigar rep is sitting there just flustered by all of this, and the next appointment's waiting, and now they're behind schedule and everything else. Okay, they may have, the guy may have gotten a free lighter, a couple free ashtrays, right? Mm-hmm. But I promise you that when Tiffany calls the rep and says, you know, a year later, a month later, whatever it is, and says, hey, man, we really want to run this promotion and we want to partner with you guys on this project. Is there a way that you guys can help us out raffle off this cooler or this drone or this $7,000 watch or whatever it is that we're raffling off, this bicycle? 100% of the time, it is... Absolutely no problem. How can I help? Right. Because while the other guy may have won the battle. <laughs> but did they? We won the war. Right. And it's not, it's not, a, it's not a war in, the, in that sense. It's, it's, it's a relationship that we have. And so what that allows us to do, we can go out there and then, um, you know, then, then there's the award shows. And that allows us time to get ready for and go to the award shows. Because every time we're out there, we're at one. Usually, and every time we've been out there at one, we've won something. Yes. And so we've got to get ready to go win our awards. That's right. You know? It takes a lot of time. <laughs> and so we, uh, we go out there and we do our thing. But I, wanted to, I just wanted to hit on it because, you know, so much of this conversation is that, you know, the cigar industry is an industry that hundreds of thousands of people in this country and all the other countries... Um, you know, uh, some boxes are manufactured, you know, box parts, hinges and stuff are manufactured in China or Germany or Switzerland. There's graphics done in Switzerland. There's uh, cellophane that's done, you know, in Peru. You know, there's, there's the boxes that are being made. There's the lacquer for those boxes that are being, I mean, this is so, it's so huge. Um, and then it all comes into Honduras or Dominican or Nicaragua, wherever it is, into the farmers and all this stuff and to do all this. These people that are running their shops as, as a hobby and stressing out about it, they, I don't want to say have no respect for the industry because I mean I think I'm sure I'm sure they do, but this is a business. These are people that are trying to to put food on their put food on the plates for their families, etc. And so don't go out there and and sit there and waste everybody's time and do all this stuff. Have your stuff together and be respectful of everyone. 
and think about it. You know, even the day-to-day operations of the shop, people come in all the shop all the time and they're like, wow, Paul, you were out there fishing or Tiffany, you were out there, you know, uh, you know, paddle boarding or d- and doing this and that. And it's like, yeah, because we have set up and trained and implemented a situation with built-in failure redundancy, meaning business term, meaning if something were to go wrong, there's not just one thing that can fix it. There are multiple levels of ways that it can be fixed. And the entire team is trained on such. Before we go out and before Tiffany and I both leave town or the country or, or an area where we're not going to have good phone service, if something does pop up, Tiffany goes through for a week and trains the staff and orders extra and puts things in place and everything else. That way, if anything were to happen and we are not able uh, to be contacted, no one's panicked. Right. No one's sweating. We're not pulling backpacks and suitcases, and neither are they. Everything is in place. Operations are in place. This is a business. This is an industry. This is a company. This is not a hobby. Right. I think you can be passionate about your company. I think you can be passionate about your industry. You can love to smoke cigars. You can go out and say, okay, well, I'm not at work now, so I'm not going to smoke. No, that's not what we do at all. We love cigars. The issue is, is that it is a, it is a, it's an income, you know, it's, it's what, it's what, you know, pays for Tiffany's life. It's what pays for my life. It's what pays for our staff and, and hundreds of thousands of other people. So go out, we go out to these trade shows. I don't feel more at home besides my home. I don't feel more at home than when I walk into the Davidoff booth. Oh yes. The, the people of Davidoff are, um, are an extension of our family. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. And you know, I said in my speech there when we won appointed merchant of the year um, that uh, I said, you know, even even after the almost 2,000 mile journey to get out to Vegas, as soon as I walked into the Davidoff booth, it wasn't like my rep came up. It wasn't like baby Garrett came up and gave me a big hug. Right. It was this rep, this rep, this rep, the marketing person, you know, the director of marketing, the vice president, the president, I mean, everyone, the master blender. The, uh, the brand ambassadors come up and it's a big hug and a handshake and, and it's, it's home. I mean, it, right. it, it literally, it makes you feel like it is your home and it makes you feel like they are your family. Yeah. And that's what we try to do. Yes. That's your thing. Because when you come down on vacation, you're not at home. You're in a new town. You may not recognize people. You may not have that type of thing. And we want it to be like your home and our store and our customers and our locker owners are parts of your family. And there's been so many relationships that have been built at the store. It's countless. Right. But so we go into, you know, the Davidoff booth. It's family. We go into a couple other booths and we see our rep. And I think people are happy that, you know, to see us there and everything. It's, it's, it's no problem. But the feeling after leaving that booth versus leaving the Davidoff booth is completely different. Right. Davidoff does 4,000 square feet as far as their booth. It's a massive booth. It's huge. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the biggest booths there. And everything about it is flawless. So we went out there, we do that, and then there are some seminars. Now, some of the seminars are like, Mary Kay meetings. I mean, it's just, it's a pitch on how can I sell you this product? Right. And then some of the seminars I think are very beneficial. Tiffany and I went out to a couple this year at TPE and brother Antoine Reed. um, Shout out to Antoine. Oh, yes. uh, Did an amazing job putting together. He was in charge of the seminars. Yes. Oh, yes. 
And so we went to two seminars. The first one that we went to was um, Women in the Cigar Industry. Oh, yes. And um, uh, that one was super cool. It was great for me because, you know, we do have an all-female staff, but it was also great for Tiffany because these were some people in the industry that are, uh, you know, that have been in it for a while. That have Pillars. Pillars that have gone up, have gone down, have worked in, you know, both on, on our side of the counter, have been consumers, have worked in factories, everything else. And Tiffany, talk a little bit about the, uh, the women's cigar and, uh, uh, seminar. Well, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was, it was very nice to, um, to interact and meet these ladies, um, that have been in the industry for so long. I'm still pretty, you know, I'm still a, a baby in the in the world of premium cigars and tobacco. But a um, fawn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but um, no, it was it was amazing to go in and and to watch them answer these questions that are actually so relevant, um, especially in in this year 2020 and and um, you know where we're trying to become a a more diverse and accepting world. Um, and the cigar industry being a male dominated industry, um, does, you know, present some speed bumps and some, some walls that are up in terms of, uh, you know, maybe not being so welcoming with open arms, um, of women and, you know, kind of like my experience with, um, with that guy. Uh, that was a prime a prime example and yep. something that we do i mean i wouldn't say that our customers at at sure thing um you know for the most part you know 97 percent of the time the customers at sure thing cigars are incredibly respectful they're very nice they're very um open to hearing what we have to say but i'd say 97 percent or more yes yeah yes but you do have a handful, a small percentage there um, where, you know, these men walk in and they're just they, up front. They just kind of judge the book by mm-hmm. the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, a pretty face, you know, um, she's not going to know anything about what she's selling here. And and that's really, I think, um what was so cool to hear about from these women um, was just their experiences and their stories and how they handle situations like that. You know, um, they're educated, they're informed, they really, um, you know, make it their lifestyle um, uh, in terms of, you know, knowing the products that they're selling being a part of the processes, um, you know, going to different factories um, and, just overcoming, uh, you know, these obstacles that, you know, are put in front of us as women in the cigar industry. Um, and Antoine, I just, I love Antoine. And I love Antoine. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, he, uh, he asks the right questions um, and he puts together um, these panels of people that really are diverse um, you know, there are shop owners, there are managers, there are, um, you know, manufacturers, um, you know, so there's a little bit of everybody up there, um, from different, you know, pieces of the puzzle that, that all work together. And, um, it's just really, it was really cool. I love the diversity of it. And I think that, um, you know, and when we talk, you know, when we talk in the other podcasts there about women in the cigar industry and, and, and things like that, I mean, we can get deeper in it, but, um, 
Yeah, I think it was just awesome. And I mean, you've got, you know, you're also pulling from, it's not just a whole bunch of people from Florida talking about cigars. You're talking about, you know, people from California, people from, you know, um, uh, like the New England area, people from Midwest and, and <clears throat> you know, people with Latin backgrounds. You know, there's, there's you know, black, white, Hispanic, every, everything up there. Right. And, and I love that. I think that's super cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does talk a little bit about that. And then this year, I was fortunate enough to sit on one of those panels in the seminar about um, uh, excellence in retail. Yes. And um, so I got to talk a little bit about marketing, a little bit about merchandising, and and talk a little bit about that kind of thing that was ran by um, uh, Dave Garofalo yes. from the Cigar Authority <laughs> uh, from up there at Two Guys Smoke Shop. And, um, and that was really cool, too. I mean, it was, you know... Uh, um, you know, we had a couple different people on the panel there. Again, um, uh, female, uh, me, who's been in the cigar industry for nine years, and then Brother Wayne Anstead, yeah. who's been in it for 30-plus years, uh, awesome guy out of North Carolina. And, um, you know, so it, it just, it, it was one of those things where people were able to ask questions uh, as far as our marketing goes, as far as our merchandising goes, I was able to shed the light on a couple of those type of things. But the seminars... Um, I think a lot of the seminars at TPE are very, very, um, they're more intimate, I think, than, than some of the seminars at the um, IPCBR event um, in that I think, you know, I've been to a couple of seminars in the IPCBR event and you've got the cigar celebrities up on stage and all their fanboys sitting out there, um, you know, and they're talking this big, big audience or you've got like a celebrity like motivational speaker that comes in and talks and, right. you know, the, you know, those goes. So, this is more of a. I love how it's done. It's in. It's in a smaller room. It's still a very. It was set up very cool. A very high end presentation. Yes. I mean, like the 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 production of it is amazing. But it allows that time afterwards with microphones and and you know going around in the crowd asking questions. Yep. And the the panels uh, for TPE are actually on the TPE web uh, website that you can check out. Uh, that's the one that I spoke on. You can check out the women's uh, uh, seminar as well. So. In all of this, Tiffany, what would you say? So your very first experience out there, and this was for a TPE show, not IPCPR. You walked in, and it that show does have a lot of you know there is a there is a, a very generous premium cigar section, and then there are other areas that are devoted more towards um, you know there's CBD, there's cannabis, there's um, hookah. Right. There's all the, you know, e-cigs and vape and things like that. So I think one of the things, and correct me if I'm wrong, you can speak on it, but one of the things that is cool about that show is that, yes, you're going, and yes, there is a big area for the premium cigar industry, but you also got to see, uh, and I got to see and learn about and see the professional side perhaps, of what we may see in a regular convenience store, what we may see online, or what our friends are smoking up by the fire, or whatever else like that. We got to see the distribution and professional business side of it. Talk about that. And of cigars? or uh, of, the other, of the other part of it, like the cannabis side, the CBD, uh, the vape, you know, all that type of stuff that people look at, they see, okay, well, that's kind of in a convenience store, so maybe that's junky or whatever, or these kind of people smoke that or whatever. Talk about what you uh, saw when we were out there. Well, I... Um I don't remember seeing any actual cannabis while we were there in the trade show. Weren't you handed a joint? No, it was CBD. Oh, okay. Go was, ahead. <laughs> no, it was CBD. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Um, no, I was, uh, I, I have to say it was a little overwhelming. I was not expecting to see, um, so much, um, of that other stuff, but, um, walking around, it was very interesting. Everybody had, everybody was very unique. It was all, yeah. it's like, um, you know, everybody kind of put on their own production and, and, you know, everything was branded and, and things like that. But, um, you can obviously tell the difference between some of the, you know, smaller, um, you know, um, businesses versus, you know, for instance, like Jewel. Jewel oh, yeah, had right. like a huge... Mm. massive situation but i mean honestly i don't know i don't know much about like all the different types of vape things and 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 tools and juices and things like that i don't i don't know it's it's like a it's a foreign language to me um i just think i think the part that i thought was out there yeah i think the part that i saw that was cool is that you know um a lot of premium cigar smokers, when we think of like the vape and the, you know, uh, all that type of it, we think, okay, well, these are just like the millennials that are doing whatever. And these are just like a whole bunch of like, you know, like young hipster kids that are doing whatever and et cetera. But the people behind it are as business and as business yeah. people and mindset and dressed like success. Yeah. Like, like bankers, attorney, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a, this isn't, this isn't two guys that um, you know, two guys that just got baked in their basement that wanted to make money. This is yeah. this is a a Very legit well thought out, uh, well designed products and business plans around them. Yeah, I loved it. So I mean, like that's the part where like I I actually, um, yeah, I mean we don't carry those products in our store, no. and we won't. No, but. I think that it was one of those cool things that allowed me to see and have you know respect for. Uh, that industry, no matter you know, no matter what it is, you see the people that are that are behind it. Right. I, again, I think going back to it, and we'll talk about it in the factory trips episode and everything else. But you go out to these trade shows, big or small, uh, and you get to meet the people, see the people, have dinner with the people, have drinks with the people, whatever it is that are in the industry that are behind it, and you get to hear their stories. You know, you get to hear the story of, you know, well, how did you come up with that box design? And well, you know, one of our factory workers, this little guy, blah, 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 had a pencil and he sketched it out and, you know, he was really good and he wanted to have these mountains in it and everything. And you're like, oh, wow, I never knew that. So what does that allow us to do? Because we're not out there stressing out about numbers and we're doing it the right way and we can have time with these questions. We're able to come to learn and have time for those questions and stories and then come back, get in the humidor, talk to the team members about it, talk to the angels about it. And then they're able to say, and this box design is super cool. We actually learned about this at the trade show. And this was actually drawn by one of the workers in the factory. And, or this cigar is blended by the factory workers because of it. Like, that's what I think is super cool. Right. And I think that the efficiency that we're talking about is not to brag about the spare time. The efficiency that we're talking about is to allow us opportunities to cement relationships, establish and build new relationships, and then get the face time and experience and stories behind the products and behind the launches and the blends. Right. Yes. So I think it's really cool. And, um, you know, when we're out there, we're going to take a lot of pictures. We're going we're gonna to stay updated with it. You know, obviously this podcast, podcast continuing forward. Our next trade show will be the TPE show. And uh, we're actually going to have Antoine in on one of these podcasts. We will. To, uh, to speak. It may be over the phone. 
Uh, it may be a, um, a video, uh, you know, a Skype or a Zoom type call, but we are going to do that. Uh, and we do have other podcasts lined up to where we where we have brand ambassadors and reps and, and different representations from these companies right. uh, that are going to be on it. Yes? Oh, yes. So thank you again for joining us here with Sure Thing Cigars and uh, Paul and Tiffany. Thanks, guys. And it's always a good time. Make sure you comment below, share the link. And everything else, you can find us again on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And make sure you check out our Instagram and Facebook pages at Sure Things Cigars and our website, SureThingsCigars.com, for a link to get to all the podcasts as well as all the fun merch that you're going to see. Thanks so much for being a part of it, and we'll catch you next time.